Hello, and welcome to The First Watch. Pull up a chair by the fire and join us as we tell fantastic stories about magic and mystery using the Dungeons & Dragons game mechanics to guide our tales. The audio for this podcast is taken from our web series. To watch the full experience, head to our YouTube channel, which is linked in the show notes. Now, back to the adventure. After waking up on a ship in the middle of a storm, Hiding Gamorg soon learned two years had passed since the Black Tower. They also learned that several towers scattered the landscape, and stopping the Emerald Council from activating them was their new mission. After surviving an encounter with a great sea serpent, the party prepares to reach the next tower, somewhere in the middle of the vast waters. As the ship navigator comes up to Captain Van Deer and opens up the map that they've been following, uh, she points to a spot in the middle of the ocean that you are floating in, and she says, Captain, I believe we're here. And you all look around, and now that the sea serpent has swam off uh, and the storm has died down, the waves are starting to settle. And as you look left, right, North, south, east, west, there's no land in sight. Is this, um, is our destination underwater? Do we, do we know that? Captain? The captain is, she's wiping the, bl- the blood off of her blade, um, which is still smoking a little bit from having been ignited on fire. Um, yes. And she kind of flips it and sheathes it uh, into the side of her chair and just says, well, to be honest, we were really hoping that it wasn't going to be, but we were prepared should it be something that we had to delve for. Um, Looks like we're going under under the drink. Don't suppose either of you are much at swimming. I can swim. I hate it. Well, you don't have to go. she begins to shout out a couple orders, uh, ordering the first mates. Uh, Hargan, bring up, uh, do a quick check on the crew. Uh, move, the, move the dead and the injured. Get them down to stitches, and then bring up the uh, bring up the chest if you would. Captain, yeah. um, are we are we going to do something with this giant snake? Could we use any of it, or are we just going to leave it on the on you the drink that, as you call it? You mean that one that's sinking under the water as we speak? 
Well, we had it hooked with hooks, maybe? You sort of did, but the whole body is starting to, to go under. Uh, you're, oh. you're kind of keeping the tail afloat, um, but it, it wants to sink at this point. I guess I should just, just let go of this, then. The rope just... Not unless you plan to be the one to dress it and clean it and serve it up. I'm not sure how Funkin would react to that. It just seems like a lot of waste, but hey, I don't know anything about snakes, giant snakes, so... You know, we ate a giant centipede below the surface. And it tasted really good. It was okay for a desert creature. It was Yeah, it was like pretty... It's pretty good. This is why I stay on the ocean. Um, it will not go to waste. It will sink beneath the waves. It will provide food for many a creature, and its bones eventually a home uh, for others. That's the way of the sea. All right. She turns and heads off another direction, um, and you actually see her go and stop near one of the masts, and there's like this lever that comes out of the of the deck next to the mast as well. She leans down and grabs these ropes and be, they have clips on the end of them. And she begins clipping. She clips two to the front of her chair and then kind of swivels and clips two to the back. And then she grabs the lever and throws it. And these ropes go taut and they pull her in her chair all the way up to the crow's nest. And it's fast. It's like... You can see the pulley systems going. And as she gets to the top, uh, she grabs something and, like swings her way up onto the crow's nest and detaches the clips. And you see her kind of moving about up top, um, shouting down at the crew and uh, taking watch over her ship. Um, about this time, the first mate, Hargan, comes up and he's got a chest in his hands, a small chest. And he addresses the both of you. Well, um, Mr. Cricket was supposed to be uh, with us on this. Um, he's not in any way, shape, or form to be going into the water. Uh, I'll lead uh, one of the bars down, but if you were to come along, it would honestly be quite helpful. You, you probably know more about what we might find down there than we do. I'm, I'm down. Um, do we have to go? Is my question. Is what I want you, to know. You do not. You're, you're under no obligation. Um, but we're we're going under to see if we can. Yeah. I mean, this is where the temple's supposed to be. It, it's where the action is going to happen. Yep, yep, yep. Understood. Um, I put my hand on on your shoulder, and I'm just like, we've been through worse. We can do it. We got um, this. Yes, but there's just something about the ocean and like infinite darkness and like giant snakes that's like it's really freaking me out and like diving deeper it's it's a whole new level for me. Like I don't know. But I mean if it's what we must do, I guess it's fine. Again, I really thought that you go. were going to come and back honestly, with honestly, if, if your if your nerves are going to leave you in the middle of it, I'd rather not have you down there. I need men who will stay true if what we find down there is dangerous, as it most surely <laughs> shall be, I'm, I imagine. I'll, I'll stay true. I'll stay true. I, I got it. Yeah, you can trust him. He's 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 all right. He gives you a long look 
and like you get the sense of like someone who's sizing you up and realize like knowing that their life is going to be in your hands as much as yours are in theirs and uh he's gonna make an insight check real quick i will say like i am like this like i don't think you've seen through yeah. through everything that me and Gamora have gone through like i don't think you've seen hide like this yeah. shaken up before yeah he gives you a look up and down and he's like find your legs fast and then sets the chest down and begins to open it up. Um, you hear behind you people beginning to start to do what they can to fix the boat up. Um, you see the bodies of the, uh, the crew members who were left. Two had been eaten. One had been knocked over the ship, and so that body has been retrieved. Um, yeah, the, the one dead body that's left on the ship and, and the, um, the injured are being tended to in this moment. The small goblin comes up a moment later holding a couple items in her arms as well, larger items that wouldn't have fit in the chest. But Harkin opens the chest up and he begins pulling out these small round vials with little stoppers on top. And inside, you see this kind of greenish, thick liquid that almost seems to have, like, little pieces of, whether it's leaves or seaweed or something floating in it. Uh, and he sets out four of them. And then turns to you, and holding one of them, he says, So, these are potions of breathing. These will give us an hour under the water in order to be able to breathe it as if we were fishmen ourselves. Um, wow. I have done this once before. It is very disconcerting. So I'll walk you through it. Uh, but that transition from uh, <laughs> normal air to, to seawater is something. So just be prepared. Cool, 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 cool. Um, is your... Did, did you plan on bringing your beast? Uh, no, most definitely not. No, she's going to stay up here. Okay, good. Um, so it'll be myself, uh, pack as he mentions to the goblin, uh, and then the two of you, so we all each have one. So we'll hold these until we're ready to dive in and then take them. Yes, sir. Uh, Pack, do you have those things? And the goblin kind of comes, Yeah, I got them here. And she dumps a couple things on the table. Um, you see a belt that almost looks like, sort of like a powerlifting belt, like it's really wide in places. It has these big, thick clips uh, that go along the back. Um, seems to be made some, out of some sort of thick leather. And then you see a javelin um, that has some runes etched across it. And Harkin kind of mentions, he goes, um, we don't have a plethora of magical items, but uh, these are a couple things we scrounged up that might come in handy. Um, that's a belt of hill giant strength and a javelin of lightning. Javelin of lightning. Um, if you feel like either of those would be useful for you, for the two of you. Thank you. It's great. So, question: those nice. items, you can decide on who gets what, and then you can add them to your uh, inventories and make sure to attune to them should they need that. You do have, um, I'm going to say that in the process of kind of preparations and getting the ship ready and dropping anchor and everything, you have an hour um, here to get a short rest should you want one, um, and also attune to any of these items you might want to. Cool. Um, I am, uh, fairly strong, but I would not say no to some more strength. 
Yeah, no, I feel I, like I feel like you should take the the belt, perhaps. And um, I don't know. Do you think that if you throw a javelin of lightning in the middle of the ocean, like aren't we all gonna get electrocuted? Um, make, what do you mean? Make an Arcana check. Whoever wants to. I don't even understand the concept of like electricity and water. <laughs> So I'm just kind of like, what are you that. talking about? I love that very sincere. What do you mean? Um, so then you're not rolling this Arcana check anymore. No. <laughs> uh, I got a 14, and then my Arcana is probably not great. Oh, plus two. Uh, 16 total. 16? Okay. Um, magical items, unless there's a specific reason why not, tend to function despite, you know, water, fire, whatnot, um, as you would expect. So you can't be 100% certain, but you'd imagine that a lightning bolt under the water, if it's magical, may not exhibit quite the same properties as, like, actual lightning or actual electricity hitting the hitting the water. You know what, Gamal, don't, don't worry about it. Um, something that I do want to ask, though, is um, do you have any um, tips, perhaps, for, like not dying in the water? It's a great question. Um, I mean, I think, honestly, like, with the breathing underwater, that's half the battle. What I about... Think we'll be good. I've only swam, like, maybe twice in my life because of meat, and I mean, I can not drown, but if we're going, like leagues underwater or I mean maybe not leagues but like a significant depth I don't know if I can like stay down or like I don't know anything uh, any pointers Hargan walks by carrying a cannonball and he just says oh no don't worry about that we're gonna sink fast oh that is even more scary than I previously thought okay great <laughs> Just gonna be strapped to a cannonball sinking. Yeah, no yep. big deal. Yep. Yep. Um, it's all good. You're gonna be fine. Don't yep. worry about it. Gonna be Trust me. I, be I know good. how you feel. I know how you feel. I've been there. Remember the time I the first time I cooked bacon for my dad. It was terrifying. And my dad has very very high standards for bacon so you can imagine i mean i was feeling what you're feeling but i i made it i made it through that was um that was before he he left yeah sorry i didn't mean to. it was it was before it wasn't that wasn't like the reason right the bacon wasn't like no the bacon was great he okay good one of the few things he wasn't disappointed in me oh, about. Come on. You're, you're great. You're a great person. Not even a fighter. You know you're like a great person. I enjoy being around you. I appreciate that. And, you know, I uh, I, I think I'm at a place right now where I, I can accept that. Regardless of what my dad thought of me. Okay. I feel better about swimming now that you shared your that bacon story that that really helped me good the good. layers to this to this guy's family life are very fascinating <laughs> i love it all right so i'm going to attune to the 
to the um, lightning bolt. Um, what was it? Javelin or javelin of lightning? Javelin of lightning. Yeah. And so then, Gamorg, you have the belt of hill giant strength. So that will increase your strength score to 21, giving you a plus five bonus to strength checks while Sweet. wearing it. And the javelin Sweet. of lightning uh, has a 120 foot straight line range when you use it as a lightning bolt um, that does, I think, something like 5d6, 4d6 damage um, in addition to its javelin damage. So a very powerful one time use uh, per day. Uh, thing after the day after it's used once it needs to recharge until the next day got it um while we're taking this time as well i think that i'm just kind of nervous and i'm fidgeting and i reach into my pocket and i pull out that ring that i was kind of playing around with before and we heard some sort of voice and i never attuned to it before Okay. Um, but just trying to find something to do and not think about the infinite depths. I'm just going to take out the ring and look at it and put it on and just kind of focus on okay. it for a while. What do you do once you put it on? Well, I know I heard a voice before, to tune to so it, I'm just going to put it on. Yes, so I'm gonna I'm gonna put it on, and I'm gonna look at it, and I'm gonna spend the next thirty minutes like kind of fidgeting, fidgeting with it, looking at it, um, concentrating on it. All right. So because your javelin of lightning is not an attunement weapon, um, you do have the opportunity to spend your short rest attuning to the ring. As you focus on it and look at it, you begin to receive kind of the download of its properties. Um, it shields the mind from any sort of probe into it to read thoughts um, or understand emotions. And as you finish the hour with the ring on your on your finger, you just hear a voice as if speaking directly in your ear. Um, how long has it been? It, it depends who who are you. This is Hyde, right? Um, who is this? It's me. It's Mekin. Mekin. How, how long has it been since I I died? I I assume I'm dead. Yes, we killed you. That wasn't you? No, it's it's me. Um, see, after I died, I don't know if it's my soul or my mind or my... I don't know what exactly, but the ring trapped it, held it. And I, I feel like I could go. But honestly, I've been so curious and, and reluctant to, to take the final step. You feel like you could go where? To whatever's next. I could 
don't feel like I'm bound here. My spirit could could go. But I can be here and I'm I'm curious. I'm sorry, it's very disorienting. I can't there's nothing, it's just darkness. I can't even hear anything. It's silence except for you now that you have the ring. How how long has it been? It's to my understanding, it's been around three years. Oh, that's a long time. This. Yes, it's felt like it. What? Megan, why are you. Did you stop? Did you stop what I was trying to do? We're working on it. Why did you do it, Megan? Why. <sighs> do such a it's thing. It's so hard to explain. It's so hard to explain. It's... I don't even know if I really knew what I was doing. You read the books and something puts its hooks into your mind and you don't even at first think... At first I didn't even believe I was doing it for Stith. I thought, no, I would never never bend the knee to Stith, but the hooks were in there, whether I knew it or not. And before long, I found myself hearing his voice and acting on his wishes. And it's its not that I was doing it against my will. I, I wanted to, but I, it's as if I didn't. I can think clearly now that I'm not in my body, that I'm, I have clarity. And I, I wouldn't have done that if I had had clarity. Mekin, is this ring going to try to take uh, control of me or something like that, or is that not part of the no, no, equation? The, the, no, the ring is, is just a tool, and, and it it holds my mind until I go, um, because it was shielding my mind, but... No, the ring is not. The ring was a separate thing. I I stole the ring to keep it Master Erevin from being able to catch on to what my plans were. Erevin. You know, he followed on your tracks. No, and now no. he's involved in the same business that you were. No, no, no! And now we're trying no. to fix all of this. Uh... And I can, I apologize for rushing to judgment and for killing you. There's no better way to put that, but we truly believe, we still do. We truly believe that we're doing the right thing. You are, you've got to stop Stith. It's, <laughs> all of it comes back to Stith. He's, he won't stop until he's broken through. He'll put whatever deceit, whatever lies into the hearts of anyone he can, but to make them think they're doing the right thing. But in the end, it's all about him trying to come back. And if he can come back without letting the other gods return, he'll have rain. Don't worry. We are with friends, and we are taking steps, albeit more small, to fix this. Um, 
You can stay here as long as you want. Okay. Yeah. I, I think I'll stay for a while. I don't... I'm scared to go to whatever's next. Alright. If you have any tips for diving underwater for immeasurable depths, I'm all oh, ears. Um, you, should, you should find a potion of water breathing. Um, if you can, that'll set you straight. Right, that doesn't help me at all. Thank you, Megan. Oh. Um, and again, I I apologize. We didn't end on the be on the best terms. I didn't give you much. And of a you choice. were just a kid. I summoned hellhounds on you. I would have done the same thing in your position. I've had time to okay. think, and like I said, my head is clear and wasn't clear before. Alright. Silent. Well. Right. So the hour comes to an end and you hear a whistle come Gamor. from up. Join Gamorg. Perfect. So as you're joining Gamorg, you hear a whistle up in the crow's nest and you look up and see Captain Vandier kind of blowing on a whistle and she points. He's like, we're in the final spot. Men, prepare. And then she kind of clips in and starts to descend on that pulley system. Um, as you all walk over to the edge of the ship, kind of having tightened your valuables, stowed your weapons, you have your new magic items on you, uh, and the four potions of water breathing are handed out. And the captain comes up behind you all and just says, well, Godspeed to all of you. Um... We honestly don't know what you're going to find down there. If it's too much, come back up. We'll figure something out. But if you can do anything to put an end to the usability of this last, one of these last temples, we've got to make, we have to render this inert before the council finds it. You have one hour. Use it wisely. We got this. And you all turn you take your potions and they are salty and thick and it's hard to swallow it's like you have to choke it down and push it down and as you do you almost feel like it's getting into your lungs like it just your breathing becomes heavier uh in your chest it just feels pressure against it uh and as hargan finishes his he looks over to the two of you says unpleasant i told you but that's <laughs> get ready for the weird transition and he jumps and beautifully dives, uh, a man who's done this many, many times before, uh, having lived on the on the sea. And the goblin pack looks up at you and goes, hey, here we go, and cannonballs off the side uh, and makes this tiny little poof, splash. Um, they both surface, and then uh, two cannonballs are rolled over the edge, and they grab them and begin to sink. The two of you join. You gotta hide. Yes, before I this. go, before I go, I just hand, I, I grab the nearest person near me and I'm, I grab them and take care of that dire wolf, okay? She is a sweetheart. Just make sure she doesn't die. Um, all right. Uh, What's your name, Sailor? Uh, well, m my name is, uh, damn it, I gotta find my <laughs> <laughs> 
I've got lots of them. I just didn't yes. have enough in time. Yes. Uh, so this this halfling man uh, looks at you and says, uh, Sam, Sam Fastfoot. All right, Sam. If I come back and my dire wolf is dead, I will kill you. But you're going to be fine. It's all going to be good. What if, what, if the, what if it eats me? It's okay. It, it's fine. Don't worry about good. it. should be good. Don't worry about it. It's not fine. And... <laughs> And cannonballs are at the ready. Like, do you want them, or do you want us to send them in after you? Whatever, I'll take it now. whatever he wants. I'll oh, do here this. we go. And they kind of push in your hands in such a way that it sends you off balance, and you step off the ship. And yeah. fall. hide. You join. Yep. Okay. I you do. step off, and as you down, you see Luna one last time before descending under the waters. It takes several minutes to sink, and you're worried at first. There's an instinctive amount of just holding your breath as you go underwater. And then it gets to be about minute two, minute three, and you're squirming and trying to not breathe. And then around minute four, you just can't anymore. And, and you feel your lungs fill with water and it's heavy, and you worry that you're about to choke. You almost instinctively begin to gag. And then you exhale. And you inhale. And you exhale. And it still feels heavy. It's, it's as if someone is pressing on your chest while you breathe. But as you slow your breathing, to breathe the water of the ocean. All in all, it takes about seven to eight minutes to hit bottom. You know that it'll take at least that amount to go back up to the top. Leaving you with 45 minutes, maybe less, here on the ocean floor to carry out your mission and we're going to time it. I have a 45 minute timer here that I will be starting. And you as the players will be on a 45 minute timer to look, find, enter, and deal with whatever dangers this underwater tower may provide. As you hit the floor, I want to give you one last chance. Anything you want to be doing or prepping or thinking as you're sinking before your, your feet hit the floor. All right. Your feet hit the floor. Dust kicks up. And the 45 minutes begins. You look ahead of you, and you can see Hargan and Pack moving, and you begin to move after them. And you're walking, and it's murky at first, but then all of a sudden, after just you know a few steps, you begin to see the shape of a tower under the water. It is a dark black stone circular tower, very similar to what you saw in the jungles of Ichten. It, however, it has been grown up with coral and various vines and whatnot. You see fish swimming in and out of it through those windows that are halfway up. And as you continue to walk and get closer, you see a main door, very, very similar to the, the large double door, uh, the, the Black Tower in Eachton. 
and Harkin and Pack kind of stop about 10, 15 feet outside that door and wait for you. You catch up and they motion to you and Hargan begins to speak. And it's very muffled. It's as if you have your hands clamped over your ears. But you're between watching his mouth and what audio does come through, you begin to hear him say, All right, this seems like the entrance. Can't believe it, but there was a tower here. What do we do? At the other tower, we just went in. We go in. Right. The door was open, so. And you look and you see the doors are open. There is a ton of like seaweed and vines that have grown up over it. Um, so from the distance, you couldn't tell it was open. But as you look a little closer, the doors themselves are swung open. Um, quick question. Yes. Are we carrying the cannonballs? Uh, you like, you to, can to be. Stay? I mean, they will slow you down. If you continue to walk, um, you also get the feeling that the pressure of the water at this point is keeping you to the floor. So I would say you could drop okay. the cannonballs. I'm, I'm just going to drop it then. Yeah. Sure. There's a little bit of that kind of like moonwalk bounciness where you can kind of float yeah. a little bit. Um, but overall, the pressure of the water at this depth is keeping you kind of down. Is, is it completely dark around us? Is there any light hitting the bottom? There, it is very, very dark. It is just barely enough light to make out vague, vague shapes. Um, but you've been able to follow a, uh, a magical torch that Hargan is holding. Um, you see it burning fire, uh, but it's underwater and it seems to still be able to burn uh, this Everlight torch. So cool. cool. Just my biggest fear. Cool, 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 cool. All right. We go, we go in. That's what yeah. we did on the last one. Who's going first? Yeah. I'm going to get my scimitar out and ready and just go right through. Okay. I'm going to go As right you begin Maybe kind of cut some of the seaweed. Okay, you cut out at some of it? Yeah. As you cut out at it, all of a sudden reacting to your blade, several of the vines kind of pull and move, and then all of a sudden shoot out in your direction and begin to wrap around you. They're trying to grab onto your arms and your weapon and your neck. Um and Pack, who was pretty nearby as well, also gets grabbed. Um, I need you to make a strength saving throw. Yep, natural two. Perfect. Natural two. You are entangled in these plants. Um, you are restrained. So you have zero speed and you're at disadvantage on any attacks. Um, Pack was able to actually slip out of the way just in time and back up a couple steps and, yeah, what's this? But you see Hyde, Gamorg is just entangled in these in these vines that have reached out and grabbed. And and, and where is this? Is this outside the entrance or in, this is, in the tower? These vines were growing over the door and like within five feet, like they've come okay. out and like just grabbed right in front. And then slowly, okay. they begin pulling you, Gamorg, towards the doorway. Um, can uh, I do something? Yes, you can do something and then Gamorg, you'll have another chance. Um, I just want to go towards Gamorg and use my short sword to try to, like, break him out of the vines. Okay, go ahead and roll an attack. Uh, this will be a disadvantage because you are underwater and you are moving slowly. I'm almost scared again. Um, 23 total. 23, even a disadvantage. Excellent. Mm -hmm. Go ahead and roll damage on that. 
Plus four. Nine total. Nine total. Ching, you cut a huge chunk of the vines off and they kind of writhe around um, and actually release Yukimor. Um And they kind of retract and then you see there's less of them now. Um, there's more of an open area, but you see them just kind of wriggling and writhing in the doorway. I think we just have to whack at them, right? Yeah. I don't know what else to do. If I get another action, I'm going to just take okay. a swing. At yep, the you can both start swinging if you want. Um, Hargan yeah. has actually stepped forward with his short sword and attacking at it as well. So go ahead and roll attacks. All the attacks are a disadvantage. They're all at disadvantage, yes. So that's uh, 14. 14, that hits. 22 for my second one. I got a natural 22 20. hits, and Hargan hits as well. So I'm going to say between the three of you, ching, 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 you're able to cut all the vines out of the way, and before long, you can step right in. Uh, one errant vine reaches out as you step through and tries to grab your wrist hide, and you just break it away. But you now step into the tower. Your timer is at 38 minutes and 40 seconds. As you step into the tower... You look around a pretty similar circular room uh, to what you had seen before, except instead of a staircase, what you see in the middle of the room is a central stone column. It runs all the way up to where the ceiling would be and then seemingly up through. Um, but instead of this instead of this staircase, there is just this big column in the middle. Uh, it's about five feet wide, five, six feet wide, uh, very hefty. And you do see a doorway in it that is currently closed. Um, yeah, I'm going to go up and see if I can open it. Okay. You walk up to it and you jiggle the handle and it is locked, but you don't see any place for a keyhole. Instead, kind of pushing yourself back from it just a little bit, you look and see almost like a carving in the door. But as you look, you see these blocks that are carved in, kind of some various shapes, square and oblong. And you see a shape where all the blocks are in one place and there's one, so all these blocks are like gray and then there's one dark black block. And as you look, you almost see like a way it could slide, almost as if these blocks slide around. And in the kind of the frame of where these blocks sit, there's an opening off to the side. But you try to slide one of the, the gray blocks out and it won't go, it like sticks. Um, but you take a quick look at this and you get the idea that it seems to be some sort of puzzle that potentially is, you know, the lock on this. Again, as you look at the room around you, you don't see any other doors. You don't see any other entrances or even windows at this level. There is just the large stone column that is extending from the floor to the top. And then on the door, this carving. With that, you see a lock puzzle in front of you. So I would like the two of you to let me know what you would like to slide where in order to try and undo this puzzle. Okay. And the, the squares can't go out of the big square, right? They right. can just they move have inside. To go out the, they have to go out the opening. Yep. So these are the gray blocks and this is the black block. We have to get the black one all the way down and then across. Mm -hmm. So if we move 
the two on like right in the middle those two right in the middle yep we move them over mm-hmm. uh not that the sorry the the one right under it yeah maybe um and then move the bottom corner one over and then the middle one down and then the big red one down yes yeah. and then That's it. sorry the the big black one down yeah and then the top corner all the way over and then the next one up mm-hmm. it's easy from there and the middle one over. up and yeah, to the right kind of move them all and then that up maybe up oh no that's not gonna work wait isn't it uh i think so because you move just the the top right you just move it down i think so move that to the left and up yeah and then move that all the way to the left oh yeah you're right right and then yep. go down yep. to the big black one yep and then yeah. yeah move that to the right and then go up and then all the way to the left. All the way up. And as you slide the black block out at this point, uh, you hear a and mechanisms happen behind the door and you try that handle again and it and the door does not open quite yet, but it feels like you could push it in if you wanted to. Yeah, we're gonna go ahead. Let's both of us try to push it in. Okay. Yeah. Both of you push it in. The minute you give it just the smallest amount of push, boom, it flings open. And I need both of you to make strength saving throws. As a sudden vortex of water just tries to suck you into this circular column. I got a 13. 13? Natural one. A natural one. Oh, we're going to go for our friends here real quick. Another natural one and a pass. So Hargan is able to grab on to basically the outside of the doorway and keep from getting pulled in. Pack goes straight in. Hyde, you go in. And Gamorg, you go in. And it sucks you down and begins to shoot you downwards. It is completely black down here. And all of a sudden, you you hit some sort of metal, what feels like metal grating. And you just feel the oppressive force of the water just pushing down against you. Like you feel almost like pinned to this metal grating and there's no light for you. If you have dark vision, you can see still in kind of gray tones. And after taking a moment to look around, you're still being pushed as if a waterfall is just right on top of you. But you look to the left and the right, and you just see the the same circular stone walls. You see that you are on top of a metal grate that goes down into blackness beyond that. And Hyde, as your head... Do you have dark vision, Hyde? Yep, 60 feet. As your head turns to the left, all of a sudden you're staring face to face with a skull. And you look, you start, and you look, and there's this long, stringy black hair coming from it. The skull itself is kind of deformed, at least according to what you would assume would be like a a humanoid skull. It's got like a longer appearance and a long jaw. Uh, And you look, and you see the rest of a skeleton dressed in these robes. And in its hand is clutched uh, kind of a long, wicked-looking knife. This is bad. Very. 
real quick, um, just so I get this right, it, it's like this um, cylinder that goes all the way down to where at the bottom, there's a metal grate that we're standing on. And You're it's lying just, on like, it. It has you pinned on your backs. Got it. And yep. there's like no exit. It's just a cylinder. You don't see any exit. Looking around, make a perception check for me. Um, 17 and perception is a lot. Um, 24 total. Okay. 23 you total. Look, you look up and about 10 feet off of from the, where the grate would be, you begin to see rungs, like metal rungs in the side of the wall that go up and out. And you get the idea that, like, if you hadn't been sucked in, you could have maybe grabbed these and forced your way up. But now you're at the bottom, and it's 10 feet up to where those metal rungs are. Um, can we Can we move? Can we, like, get up? Go ahead and, yeah, so you're moving against the current. Um, go ahead and make a strength saving throw again. Actually, at this point, um, it would be an athletics check. Uh, that's an 11. An 11? 19 total. 19 total. Pack fails as well. Hide, out of the three of you, you are the only one who is able to make it to his feet. And you very slowly begin to pull your way over to where the wall would be. But then you look up and it's pushing down against you and it's 10 feet up. Okay. What are you doing? And is there a constant current pushing us down? It's constant. It's just... Okay. Um, is the, the skull with the rope, is it looking like something's trying to kill us? Or is it just kind of like a skull that's like frozen? Oh, it's, it's laying pinned against the ground and just got not moving. It looks like someone Excellent. who got trapped down here and died. All right, great. Uh, I'm just going to help Gamorg and pack up. That's what I'm going to okay. try and do first. Um, go ahead and make a, another athletics check with advantage, Gamorg. you're able to pull to her um, feet. 15. 15 is not enough. So you get packed to her feet and you kind of get Gamorg up, but then Gamorg, you take a step and your foot slips on the grating and you go down to a knee and you're, you're not pinned like on your back anymore, but you're just, you're having a really hard time making any progress moving through this space. What's the plan? You are at 29 minutes trying. and 22 seconds. Yeah, no man left behind. I'm just going to keep trying until Gamora gets up and moving. Okay, go ahead and make another check. Rolling real good. Uh, so that's uh, 17. 17's barely not enough to meet the DC. Jeez. You have made your way... I want to say at this point they've dragged you over to the wall. Um, at this point they're 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 making progress, but it, but in in with these roles in this moment, Gamorg, you're not actually helping them or you know helping the situation. You're kind of in in a horrible way to put it, but the dead weight of the group at the moment. Um, and yeah, just that extra weaponry and armor just seems to be kind of holding you down. Um, but you've all made your way to the edge, uh, and the rungs are ten feet up. What are you doing? Gonna try again. Just keep trying to get up. Trying to just stand up straight, or is there anything else you're trying to accomplish? Yeah. Okay. Go ahead and roll again. Your goal being to stand up straight. 
This is insane. Oh, I no. rolled two fours in a row. Oh. So that's uh, just not just having a hard time. Yeah, Hyde, what are you doing in this moment? Um, I I see that Gamori's still struggling, but I want to get Pack. What what race is Pack? Is race, she, uh, uh, Pack is a goblin. Goblin. Okay, cool. If I give her a boost with my hands, is she gonna reach the the rungs? Uh, how tall are you? I think I'm like six feet. Okay. Um, yeah, just barely. I would say, you know, goes up to about seven feet with your hands raised. And then, you know, her little frame would be over three feet total to, to be able to reach up there. So I'll need you to make an athletics check uh, to balance her. And she's going to make an acrobatics check. Actually, it's athletics again. Natural okay. 20. I'm rolling so well. Natural 20. Okay. So you begin to push her up. And at one point she begins to slip away from the wall and like with that would just be like careened off and you like reach up and grab the small of her back and push her against the wall and continue like as far as you can, you hold her there and then she begins to get her fingers into things. And then all of a sudden, boom, her tiny goblet hand grabs the bottom rung and she begins very slowly pulling her way up and she goes for quite a ways, and, and you almost lose sight of her uh, with your with your 60-foot dark vision, um, before you see Hargan's hand come down and grab hers, and they continue to make their way up the ladder rungs. Nice. And you see that little bit of magical light disappear above you. I thought um, just you and me. I'm going to take out a rope. Okay. Which I think I have. Yeah, I have 50 feet of rope. And... Um, I'm gonna try to get up again. Okay. I, and I want to help him this time because it's just me and yep, him. Yep. He's got advantage. Yep. All right. There we go. So that's uh, 24. 24. Finally, after having a moment to steady yourself, you get up to your feet and you're finding your strength against this current. It's slow, but you're able to move of your own accord without help. Um, can you? Can I lift? I'm just going to look at Hyde. Can I lift you up and you take this rope with you and pull me up with you once you yes. get to the top? Okay. Let's do so it. I'm going to try to lift up Hyde. Okay. Straight athletics checks for the both of you, please. Natural 19. Excellent. Athletics, you said? Yes. Five total. Five total. Okay. Uh, what's your total, Mork? Uh, that would be um, 27. 27. Okay, I'm going to say that the 27 is enough to compensate for the 5. Uh, that's a pretty heck of a good roll. Um, so, again, same thing. Hyde begins to move away, and you actually take a step back and push him against the wall. Like, you got his feet, and you're, like, guiding him towards uh, everything. Just being in the water allows you to kind of maneuver each other a little bit more. And, yes, Hyde, once you kind of get up on basically shoulder height with Gamorg, you're able to reach up and grab the rung and then hold the rope down for Gamorg. And I'm going to say that without too much trouble, uh, you continue to pull each other up, and eventually mm -hmm. both of you get on the rungs, and you slowly begin to make your ascent up the central column. Cool. Yeah, go up as fast as possible. Okay. Yeah. It takes a, couple, it takes a little while, um, but you do finally get to the top. We're waiting for you. Uh, still underwater, but kind of out of the, the main kind of downward funnel and on another level are Hargan and Pack. And it's the strangest thing because the water's still pushing against you the entire way up this column. But as soon as your hand or head breaks the surface, 
uh, that plane where it goes from column to room, the pressure stops. And you pull yourselves out and you look down into a vortex of sorts, but it's not siphoning more water from this room. It seems to be some sort of magical kind of push of water down through the central chamber. Is Was it just a trap or is there like stairs going up? Uh, there was a trap door. Now, now that you've gone up the column, so you went past where you initially were and went up mm-hmm. and to a trap door that had been put open, and now you're in another chamber. You do not see any Got stairs it. leading anywhere else in this chamber. Um, it Got is it. a very small room. It's about you know 15 by 15 circular, but there is another door that stands off to the to the side. Let's just check on. Oh, sorry. Yeah, Hargan looks at you both. It's like, are you all right? That was unexpected. Been better. This sucks a lot, but let's keep going. Let's go. Let's do this. All right. Um, I I don't know what that means. And he kind of gestures over towards the door. And you walk over there, and what you see is an ornate wooden door um, that has not been touched by time and by the seawater. In the center, there is a metal plaque that has the outline, and it's like indented a little bit, of roughly a hand. Doesn't look quite maybe, like it's pretty broad, so that it's not like thin fingers or anything, like it would fit one person, but you can tell from kind of the the rough shape, it's meant for a hand. And above it, um, what languages do you do? do, Better question, do either of you speak Elvish? Doubt it. I don't think so, but let me just double check. No. Okay. Uh, no, I don't. Okay. So you're looking, you see this scrawling above it, and you're not able to read what it is. Harkin comes over your shoulder and says, um, all it says is a tithe. Okay. I don't know what that means. I, I assume we're supposed to put our hands on it, but I haven't, I haven't done it yet. I try to put my hand on it. Okay, you put your hand on it. Your hand goes onto it, and you feel an immediate, just burning sensation of pain. As it, it feels as if you've been stabbed with needles all the way across your palm. Um, You try to take your hand away, and you can't remove it. Oh, that sucks. And the more you see blood beginning to ooze out from around the waters. Um, Hyde, what are your maximum hit points? Oh, this was a mistake, everyone. Um, 47. 47? Okay. Um, This was a mistake. Do some quick math. When the DM does math, it's never good. <laughs> you lose five hit points, and your maximum hit points reduce by five, as 10% of your life force is taken from you in this tithe. But after a moment, the pain subsides, and your hand comes free, and you look, and you have little pinprick marks all over your palm and your fingers. Um, it hurts real bad. Um, and there's a little bit of blood still floating in the water. 
but then the door, uh, an invisible line splits in it down the middle and becomes visible. And the door ever so slightly opens up of its own accord. It doesn't open all the way, just kind of slowly opens a bit. Ow. Yeah, I'm gonna walk up to hide, kind of. Okay, you just hang out for a second. You don't need to get any more. You are just under 20 minutes left. I'm gonna slowly and very carefully push the doors open. Okay, you push the doors open and you see a chamber very similar to the one that you met the Emerald Council in. You see a large open space, uh, very simple in its making. The two things that stand out in this room, by the way, there are the ever, so I guess three things. There are ever light torches around, giving light to the space. There is a mirror on the other side, similar to the mirror you saw before. However, this one, you don't see anything currently like showing in it. And there are these kind of dormant runes carved all the way around it. They're not glowing, but there's these stone strips that have runes carved in it. And then in the center of the room, there is a small obelisk or plinth that juts up from the floor. And on top of it sits a large red gem. What do you do? I go in after the mark. Okay. Yeah. What do you think? Uh, should we just break the mirror? Wait. Before, let's just kind of look around the room to see if there's anything. I mean, we see the chairs, we see the gem, we see the mirror. Um, torches mm-hmm. okay um can i go up to the mirror and just inspect it yeah so you go up and look at the mirror and you're not seeing a ref- like another realm the way you did before you're barely seeing your own reflection it's you have to get real close and it's real fuzzy um but if anything it's it's reflecting this room all right um, i'm gonna i'm gonna go up to the gym and just put my hand wait, near wait. it just not touch it. Okay. But just put my hand close to it and see if I feel like heat or anything around it. Okay. You walk up and put your hand near the gem. A couple things you notice right away. One is that there's no heat, but there is just a slight vibration. The other thing you notice is that on this plinth, there is a bit of inscription in the same language as the door outside. Um... Hargan, I'm gonna ask him he if he can read. He comes that. in at your request. It, didn't he read the? Yeah. He did. Yeah. So he walks over and he looks at it and he goes, "It's just as an offering." And as he steps closer to it, though, there had there was ambient light in the room, but you realize as you look at him, his ever light torch has gone out as he as he has stepped towards this gem. Hmm. And he kind of backs up a little bit. And as soon as he gets about 10 feet away from it, the torch reignites. Interesting. Hyde, what do you think? I mean, it kind of sounds like you have to, I don't know, offer yourself in some way. I don't know. I, I feel like any gold or anything like that is probably not gonna do the trick. 
but even if it did, I don't have any gold, so. And Should no we fruit. break the mirror? <sighs> I really want to break the mirror. Yes. Um, I, pre I feel like that's probably a better idea than just grabbing the stone. Last time I just grabbed something, it was terrible, so. Um, okay, an offering. If I, if I look at you the- You hear the, all of a sudden a shout as you turn around and see Pack pushing against the doorway where you all came in. And she's going, what, what is this? What is this? There's no door there, but she's pushing and can't get through. Similar to the way you couldn't get back out of the Black Tower when you went in it in Eachton. And she's inside trying to get out. She stepped inside, tried to go back out, and is now stuck Got inside. Got it. She so she's sorry, she's inside. All four of you are in the room through. now. Yep. yep. All okay. four of you are Got in the it. room. Got it. You're at about fifteen minutes. Well, that's not good. We okay. have to figure out how to get out of here now. So two things. We can either try to shatter the mirror or we can try to shatter the gem or grab the gem or something, but I have a feeling that if we grab the gem, it's gonna like hurt us badly. Um, I'm gonna, since I have my scimitar out, I'm gonna just like put the blade up to the, the gem and just see if anything happens to the blade when I touch it. Okay, you tap the gem with the blade, nothing happens. Do you tap it in such a way to disturb the gym or just to press just against to, it? Just to see if anything happens on contact. Nothing yeah. happens on contact. Nope. Um, I am going to just reach out and just very gently touch it with one thing, the finger, like the tip of my finger. Okay. Gloved or bare hand? Yeah, I think I have, I'm wearing gloves. Yeah. Okay. Touch it with your gloved finger happens can I I'm gonna just like try to grab it and see if I can move it at all okay you grab it and give it a tug and it pulls right out um, it's a little bit you know diamond shaped in that it was kind of set in um, but it, it, it pulls out as if nothing was was keeping it there um, as you do that several things happen first being that the runes around the mirror light up and the mirror shimmers almost like a pool of water and you see an image behind it which I will describe if anyone decides to stay and look. The other thing that happens is the plinth, the writing on it and runes carved around it glow as well. And the third thing that happens is that Pack falls through where she had been pushing against the door. The fourth thing that happens is that you hear a grinding sound and you look and see the walls turning. And it's hard to put your finger on exactly how this is happening, but as they turn, they're constricting. The doorway itself, the wide double doorway is getting smaller. The space where the mirror was, two walls are encroaching in on it, and the entire room is starting to shrink as it turns and rotates. 
I'm just gonna run out the door. Okay. Question. Um, am I closer to Amir than Gamorg was? I feel like Gamorg was closer to the plinth. Sorry. Um, there was one little bit of detail that is important for you to know for this puzzle to work. And so I'm gonna say, hi, you saw this. The moment Gamorg's hand grabbed the gem, pack fell through before anything else happened. Then he pulled it out. Just so you know, that was the order of events. Um, well, before I run out, what, as I see stuff changing, I'm just going to immediately yeah. drop it back yeah, in. Yeah, you drop it back in, it, like, nothing changes. It goes back to, or like stops changing. Nope, nothing changes. Everything continues in motion. The runes are lit up. Oh, okay. The wall is changing. Okay. You kind of pick it up and put it down, pick it up and put it down. Doesn't do anything. Okay. And I'm just going to be like, run. Let's get out of here. Okay. Uh, you run towards the door and you hit the wall of force. Pack is on one side and you hit it and you can't get through. Um, I'm going to try to... And you're still grabbing the, the, the gem, right, Morgan? You're touching it. Yeah, that's I have the anything. gem in my hand at this point, I think. Um, when I, as I was lifting it up, did I did I notice, was the mirror changing? No, was it, still it was not. Just... It was staying the same. Yep. And the image what a, what you a... see, yeah, I'll describe the image you see later because we're pressed on time because okay. you got 10 minutes and 44 seconds. Okay. Um... So okay, I don't know. What to, I don't know what to do. Um, uh, I go. I go by the plinth, um, and I just well. Um, I don't know. Is there anything that I can grab or touch in the plinth? Like I, I start grabbing, shifting, touching things, investigating the plinth, on the plinth I guess. itself. No, the only the thing that seems was... to move is the gem. Yep. Okay. Um, I'm gonna go up to the mirror. Is there like yeah. an image that's that's in the mirror? There is. The image in the mirror is one of a lush green forest with amazingly large plants and exotic looking um, different animals and growing things. And you see this deer uh, with the tail of a fox and strange glowing horns go walking by a tree. And all of a sudden the tree splits open into a large mouth with teeth and engulfs the, the entire deer hole. Wow. Yep. That's, That's not, not it. Good. That's no. not the exit. Um, uh, does does pack? Can she touch the? Oh no, because it's already. Uh, her hand goes through. It. She's so she got on the other side. Her hand goes through and comes back out. Like she could probably come back in if she wanted to. Can she grab someone and pull them out? Uh, Hargan tries it, and Hargan sticks against the against the, the wall of force. Um, and he's shouting mirror... now. He's like, what did you do? How did you get her out? The doorway's getting smaller. Is the mirror... Oh, um... oh, oh. You know what? Put the put the thing back and then touch it, right? Because that's what you did. You, you touched it, and then that happened. Right? Okay. Yeah, I'll put it back, and then... As you put, put it back, back in and keep it. your hand on it, Pack pulls Hargan through. And he is now on the other side. Okay. And the walls continue to close in tighter. Okay, so when I take my hand off of it, 
So when I take my hand off of it, then they can't. Then Hyde tries to get through and he can't. That's the that's the sacrifice. Somebody has to stay here and hold this. Well, we can't do that. Um, is the mirror like? Is it bolted to the wall? Like, how is it? Uh, make an investigation check for me, real quick. Hey, what are we gonna do? Uh, not good. Uh, four. A four. Hard to tell. It's it's detached to the wall somehow. You can't. You kind of try to get your fingers behind it, um, and you can't see if it's built in or bolted in. Yeah. I'm gonna do the same thing with that I did with the gym. I'm just gonna touch my sword blade to it slightly. To the mirror itself. To the to the surface of the mirror. It ripples like water. Oh no. I don't think we can. Or maybe we maybe we go through. That's the I'm only gonna way. Put, I'm gonna just put the gym my hand with the gem through it and see what happens. Okay. As you pick the gem up again, um, make a um, make an intelligence, or no, make an arcana check. I think we have to go through. Seven. That's the only way we both get out. You, you're, there's no, you don't know what this item is. You don't know what this gem is. You, what you do know from having interacted with it several times is that it is vibrating. Like, magical items buzz a little bit in this world. It is vibrating on a level of any nothing you've ever touched before. Whatever this is, and whatever it can do, is incredibly powerful. Do you think we just have to go through the... Because we can't... Like, the only way that we both get out is if we go through the mirror into this forest place. Otherwise, someone's staying here and someone's leaving. Yeah. Um, I mean, I want to put this through and see what happens. I'm just going to put my okay. hand through with the gem. You walk towards it and the runes, as you get close to it, like, within a five feet radius, the runes go dark and the mirror stops reflecting the same thing. Oh, maybe the magic stops when you have the, the, the gem, so maybe go towards the door with the with the gem. Do you think okay, that yeah, would work? Yeah, I'll go go towards the door. You go towards the door and the as you leave the area where the, the light is. Uh, I'm sorry, if you when you leave the area where the where the mirror is, it lights back up. And then as you go towards the other doorway, which has gotten thinner than a normal door at this point. Um, you walk through. But then your hand stops. And the gem... He walks through, but his hand stops. And the gem doesn't come with. Okay, so we can't take the gem. And you pull a little Uh, bit? Like, it's not a hard stop. There's, There's this kind of feeling of, like, tension. Okay. So pull I'm just gonna. Bit. Yeah, make a strength check. Yeah. Can I help him too? With that? Come on, help him nice. out. For real this time. Um, can I? I'm gonna use a luck point on this. Okay. And also, I don't know if it would help, but maybe I can grab it and pull or, it. Or maybe yeah, I can grab that gives body. me advantage. Uh, pushing it from the other side, I'd say that gives you advantage. Yeah. Sure. That's uh. Yep, I'm gonna use a luck point because that was a natural one. So. Okay, that's uh, 18. An 18? Okay. You push, and it gets through the doorway. 
and you're now holding this gem on the okay. outside. The door stops turning. But it is like you think you can get out, Hyde, but it's really thin at this point. Okay, I'm gonna try to get out. And you look back behind you one last time and you see the mirror lit up and you begin to see creatures coming towards the surf, towards where the mirror is, just various woodland beings. And then you hear a voice in your head hide, not beckon, not Seeky. You hear it echo throughout the chamber and Gamorg, you hear it as well as you listen. You just hear a <sighs> An opening. A blessing. An opportunity. A way in. Thank you, servants. Thank you. What are you doing? You have three minutes. We gotta put the gym back. I, I don't well, know. Well, no, this, I, we but, can't. We yeah. can't. We can't because if we put the gem back, then we can't get out. No, I think once we get out of the the bubble, well, no, that's true. Um, if we put the gem back, then everything stops, right? And then when you put your hand on the gem, the door opens. No. That's the first thing, right? Everything continues rotating, but yes, the door only opens when a hand is on the gem and being held there. The door as in the the mirror. And then when the gem is in the plinth and there's nothing touching it, nothing happens, right? And then there's like that barrier, like we can't get out. Right, correct. Two minutes. You have extra time after this, but you're going to start cutting into your time to get back to the surface. Um, I'm going to go. I'm going to go back in with the gym. Okay. Are. What are we going to do, Gunmark? We can't. I feel like we just messed this up, and we, if we both want to get out alive, we'd have to take the gym. Um. If I if I go. So when I come back in, does the mirror light? Is the mirror lit up? Yes. And as you walk the gem, do you walk the gem through? I'm. Yeah. The the rotation continues. I'm gonna go back over to the mirror, to with the gem. Okay. So it'll turn off again. The mirror so the turns mirror off. Turn off. The rotation continues. Can I set the gem on the floor? Uh. If, if you set it down, yes. And then does the mirror still light up? No. The, the, as long as it's in vicinity of the mirror, it stays. Run back to the door. You then. run back to the door, and you can't get through. The wall of force is there. Can I, can I try to break the mirror with my short sword? Are you in the room as well? Yeah, I'm going to also try to break it. Okay. Yeah, because I, I was in the room. Roll attacks. Roll in. attacks. You got very little time. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to save um, you the time. Your weapons hit 13. it, and they cling off. It's a magical item, you realize. You're not going to be able to break okay. it like this easily. You have 20 we seconds. Have to take the gem. We have to take the gem and get out. Otherwise, we're going to die drowning in here. 
Or so, we can't do anything else, Gamar. Six seconds. Until you're starting to go. get your time. Okay. Um, we messed it up. We'll fix it later. But if we both want to leave, we gotta go. Okay, I'll take the gem and go. Okay, go ahead and make another strength check with advantage to get through. Um, both of us? Yeah, and the door, you are shimmying through at this point. Uh, I, some my dice is broken. Um, you got a 14 a, total. 14 total? 11. And 11. You guys push through. And as you're going, you get the gem out. And who had the higher one? Me, 14. 14? You get out first, Hyde. And Gamorg, you push, and you push, and the doors continue to push, and now it's against your chest, and it's pushing, and in the last second, Hyde pulls you, and as your arm trails behind you, you get pinched by the door, and it crushes your hand. You're going to take some damage. I'm, I'm using another luck point. Another luck point? Okay. Um, so that instead of an 11, that would be a um, 14. 14, same as Hyde. You feel it pinch your finger. Okay. You take one point of damage from a <laughs> finger pinch. And the last thing you hear before the door together is that same whispering voice just say, One step closer. And then I assume you rush. Back yeah, out. yeah, as fast as we can. Okay, as fast as you can. You begin rushing back out towards the entrance, your exit. Go ahead and I'm going to say just roll dexterity checks for me to see how fast you move your way through everything. 20. 20. Total. Nice. Uh, I'm 17 total. 17 total. Okay. Um, Gamorg, you have no problem getting through everything. I'm going to roll real quick for Pack and Hargan. Roll for Pack. Not so great for Hargan. Um, Hargan begins to lag behind and hide in your attempt to help him keep up. Uh, you also end up falling behind just a little bit. You are maybe a minute behind the rest of the group. Um, but you all begin to kick your way up towards the surface. It is a long ascent. And in the ascent, your air begins to leave you a little bit. Um, Morgan, I need you to make a constitution saving throw to basically maintain your holding your breath here in these last moments as the spell wears out. It's a lower uh, DC for you. 22. 22. Easy enough. You are able to hold your breath for the last couple of minutes of the ascent uh, and make your way to the top. Um, Hyde, I need you to make one at disadvantage, please. 17 for the first one. It's longer for you. Natural one. Natural one. And Hargan rolled a natural one as well. As the two of you are trying to make your way to the top, you run out of air, so you hold your breath, and you continue kicking and pushing, but hide. The darkness around you is starting to make you panic, and the thought of being lost here 
away from Luna in the endless ocean. Combined with the fear of whatever you may have just unleashed is making you panic. And you begin to wretch. Gamora, you surface. Tack surfaces with you. And you wait for a moment. And a few more moments. You see the ship. Hyde and Hargan are gonna, coming up. I'm gonna dive down and see if I can see him. Okay, you hold your breath, you dive down, make a perception check. Perception is, um, it's a 16. 16. You look and you just barely catch the outline of them. Uh, it's hard to see because they're not moving. They're just floating. Both Hargan right. and Hyde just unconscious under the water. I'm going to swim towards them and see if I can pull them up. Okay. You swim towards them. It takes you a moment. And you grab them. It's going to be slow going bringing them both. Are you trying to bring them both with you? Yeah. Okay. You bring them up slowly. Eventually, you break the surface of the water. A lifeline is thrown out to you. Pack is already called ahead to the ship uh, and are able to pull you up. But by the time you get up to the top, um, Hargan is not breathing. And Hyde, I'm not going to take away all your agency here. So um, you're unconscious. Um, I'd like you to roll a death save for me. 17. 17, okay. You feel a pulse in Hyde, um, but he is not breathing currently. Um, can I try to stabilize him? You can. Roll a medicine check. The DC is 10. Not enough. Um, that's a seven. Seven. Is it, can I, am I on the deck at this you point? You are, yep. Can I yell for, like, medical help? Yep. Like, the deckhands begin yelling. They're uh, they're yelling for stitches to come up and join. Um, but it's going to take a couple moments before he's, you know, in vicinity as he's making his way tr- up. Can I try again? I need Hyde to roll another death save in between. Okay, yeah. I always knew I was going to die in the ocean. Just, <laughs> just so Luna has come over and is licking his face. You get a five. Five, so that's the first fail. Um, Gamora, do you want to make another medicine check? Yeah, I'm going to try again. Okay. Okay, uh, that's a 15. A 15. With that, you begin giving him CPR, essentially, um, uh, and mouth-to-mouth, and you are able to um, eventually get him to cough up water. And Hyde, you have one hit point and you are groggy and have a headache like all get out um, but you are alive you turn your attention to Hargan, the first mate and more as you reach over and check for a pulse you don't feel one a moment later the doctor makes his a, a dwarven man, very rare to see uh, but a dwarven man makes his way up and kind of rushes over um, does what he can to try and revive Hargan and eventually declares him past as well. Would, I know I'm super groggy and probably incredibly out of it, but healing magic doesn't work? <sighs> Once the life has already left his body. <laughs> you can try it, but... I need to speak to the captain. 
She's going to pass there. out on the deck. She, <laughs> she is there. She is kind of right there with the rest of the crew. Um, okay. So that didn't go well. Um, obviously not. We um, we got we got to the the top of the tower, and this gym was up there, and we picked it up and set off some some traps and the mirror that we described to you from before there was another one there opening into some other realm and uh it the mirror was activated and we couldn't get out uh, the only way we could get out was to to bring the gym with us with the mirror activated um so i don't know what's she kind of hangs her head a little bit and just takes a deep sigh. <sighs> a problem for tomorrow's sun. Today, I have crew members to honor and bury. I'm very sorry. I tried to. I tried to save him. Appreciate that. And she turns and moves away the rest of the crew cleans up makes the necessary repairs to the ship for it to be seaworthy again um, as best they can without being at port later that evening with both Cricket and Hyde <laughs> barely able to stand but still in attendance the names of the lost crew members are read as the captain, in her best, speaks in front of the entire crew. We lost good men and women this day. Ones whose spirits were of the sea and they knew the risks, but we honor and miss them still. And she takes out a list. Lincoln Springstep Quartermaster, we commit your body to Boreador. And the one one of the bodies that was still left from the encounter with the sea serpent is tipped overboard. Owen Smith, deckhand, lost at sea. We commit your spirit to Boreador. Belgrace Tiflo, deckhand, lost at sea. We commit your spirit to Boreador. Hargan Est, first mate. We commit your body and your spirit to Borendor. And Hargan's body is tipped over the side. The captain kind of sniffs and composes herself. Let us not let what they died for be in vain. We make for port two days and she goes off into her quarters. Cricket kind of turns to both of you. I'm sorry I wasn't there. I would have stayed behind. Left myself in the drink, <laughs> if need be. I understand why you didn't. You're not cowards. It's a hard choice. Not one you really were ready 
to make, nor should we have asked you to make. But now I have, now we have that. He kind of points towards the red gem. We better figure out if it was worth it. I'm just gonna like hand him the gem, so I'm not. He takes it. It's buzzing. It's like a bunch of bees. I don't. I'm not one for much for magic items, or either of you, arcane folk. I can. I know some people inside my head. Maybe they can help me. You're a strange one. He hands it over to you. I just pocket it for now. I hate the ocean. This sucks. And with what you've lost behind you and unclear knowledge of what you may have opened up to the world, however, some sort of artifact in your possession that may be helpful, your other friend scattered somewhere else across the, count the country of Alsan. You bed down and wait to make port. Thanks for listening to The First Watch. Please leave us a review and follow our socials via the links in the show notes. See you on the next adventure.